Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a f***ing ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is the day after Thanksgiving. November 25th, 2022, mm-hmm. better known as... Black Friday. Shopping day. Shopping day. <laughs> Molly, um, Molly's been sending me stuff for the past two weeks. Hey, Ralph, Put this on the list. This. Put yeah. this on the list. But really, Black Friday is not what it used to be. Yeah. I mean, it used to be like $5 TVs. Now it's like, okay, we'll give you $5 off a TV. I don't remember and $5 they, TVs. Well, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep, not the same. You know, it's just the, the way things are. Everything's online now, and nobody wants to go in the stores and shop. Well, it's like they have, like, Black Friday month. It's not just. Yeah, yeah. They're having, like, weeks and weeks of. They used to have Cyber Monday, but now everything's online. I know. Do they still have Cyber Monday? I don't know. Probably. Don't know. All right, and we got a good podcast for you today. We're going to talk about some Buccaneers, believe it or not. Everything's not going to be about shopping. Shopping. This is this is not the women's channel. The shopping channel. <laughs> the shopping channel. QVC in the house. Uh, now we're going to talk about the uh, Seattle Seahawks game a little bit. Cover some news and talk about the Browns game coming up. See what the Bucks got going on. You got anything? Um, I just have stuff for the Browns game, so oh, okay. that'll come later. All right. So we're going to talk about the Seattle game. Uh, we didn't do a podcast after the Seattle game, did we? Yes. We did? Yeah. Sure did. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is this is uh, basically the All-22. Yeah, the film yes. review. Yes. Yeah, so watch it's All-22. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been like a while. A week. Yeah. Well, we, we took time off. We had uh, Thanksgiving company and all that good stuff. Anyhow. And plus, they Buccaneers had a bye week. Why can't we? I know exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, the Seahawks game. Uh, we played in Munich, Week Ten, uh, first first NFL game in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up winning, of course. It was twenty one sixteen. Tom Brady ended up being the first NFL player to win on four different continents or three different continents, actually. North America's a continent, but he's won in Mexico. America, Britain, and Germany. So that's interesting. And Munich's got to get their field together. <laughs> that was that was absolutely horrible. Like we talk about the American fields and how bad they are. Yeah, this was really but bad. This was worse. Yeah, I counted approximately twenty-four slips in this game. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot on both teams. Yeah, both teams. Okay. Uh, against Atlanta back in like 2017 or so, we had a game. It was at Buccaneers, Ray J Stadium, where we had about this many slips. But uh, yeah, their field was just you know they're just not used to they're used to soccer, and there's not as much hard cutting and you know the we we were a lot used of to trotting, a lot of trotting in soccer, jogging around not football. Don't get that much jogging in football. If you if you're jogging in football, you're doing something wrong. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. Okay, let's cover some of the things I saw on the All Twenty Two. Man, I tell you what, this was a physical, physical game. Really surprised me because I didn't notice it 
watching the broadcast version. Yeah, it didn't seem like it. I thought that the Seahawks were kind of flat the whole game. I would not have described this game as physical. No, it's the most physical game I've seen in quite a few years, actually. Um, on both sides. On both sides. Both sides, which is a an extreme plus for us. A lot of things I'm going to point out. We we talked about uh, some of the things we wanted to see the Buccaneers start doing. One was be more physical, and they did that. You know, they're starting to do it. Uh, another thing is the holding. Uh, for two weeks in a row now, the Buccaneers have been the leader in uncalled penalties <laughs> that I've been keeping track of. Yes. And most of it's been holding. Our, our offensive line is doing some good holding. You got to now. It's the league. It's, what's, yeah. it's what the league's going to. They're it. not calling it. They're not calling Why it. So you, you got to do it? it. Yes. I hate it. I think it sucks, but if you're not going to call it, you, you know, and everybody else is doing it, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they did get the memo. And our offensive line is being just a little cheeky with their holding. <laughs> I should have, yeah, I should have said that for the <laughs> British game. Another thing that we complained about was dropped passes. Mm-hmm. We only had two dropped passes in this game. Both of them happened with Godwin in the first quarter. Other than that, no dropped passes. Interesting. Right. Good. Then the big thing. Or one of the big things was missed tackles. You know, we've been complaining about missed tackles all year long. We're just not we're not being physical. We're not tackling well. It just seems you know the team just hasn't been meshing right all year long, and it it seems like it's been endemic. It's the whole team. The only one that was doing good was suck up, and then he screwed up the past couple of weeks. But everybody else is rising up to the occasion. But anyhow. Uh, we didn't have any missed tackles in this game. Not a one. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. And the week before against the Rams, we only had one play with missed tackles. And we had three missed tackles on that play, but it was only the one play. So we've gotten better with tackling. We've, we're becoming more physical. We're catching the damn ball. And overall, we're just not making a lot of mistakes. Seems like That's the, the big thing, yes, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're not, you know, all year long, we haven't been getting beat. We've been beating ourselves. Yeah. And uh, just not playing up to our standards. Now, I watched uh, a lot of the uh, press conferences and the, the, what's it called, in the current? Is it in the current? I can't remember what the Buccaneers, you know, they put out there. They're really great. And... uh you know, just the little clips here and there of stuff, you know, like they had sideline clips of when uh, Rashad White stiff-armed Diggs. They <laughs> said, man, that was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, he tossed him three yards. It was actually a five-yard <laughs> stiff arm. But, I mean, he picked him up off the ground and threw him <laughs> three yards. He's fine. I like him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely a running back controversy going on in that locker Ooh. room, which is good. Yeah, you know, I think I think it's good for Leonard because it, it helped him. What in two, two, 2020 when you know he was Rojo was getting all the things, and uh, Fournette said he wanted to quit or wanted to be traded, and then Arians talked to him and said, "Look, if you want to be on this team, you got to perform, you got to step up, you know, don't pout and all this good stuff." And he did. That's when he became playoff Lenny. Yeah, but then it's like you win the job, mm-hmm. or so you think. 
Yeah. I mean, he got paid and he got a contract. And now it's like there's a controversy. He might he might feel like there was a little bit of a bait and switch there. Yeah, but you know, in the, in the thing he hasn't been playing bad. Yeah. You know, it's really been the blocking they're just not they weren't uh, it was always somebody and that's how it seems to be with this team and it had been, you know, up until the past couple of weeks where every single play it seemed like there was somebody screwing up. Mm-hmm. You know, just one person. And it would just collapse the whole play. And that's really been the problem with the offensive line, especially with Gedeke when he was in there. You know, he was a, he was kind of a liability. I'm not going to lie. And we, you know, all it takes is one person to not block. And and we run out of these jumbo sets. You know, we we run these power runs where we've got, you know, eight offensive linemen up there, you know, or, you know, a bunch of tight ends. We bring an offensive lineman as a, you know, it, it, we – when we set up the run, you know we're going to run. Mm-hmm. And so when you've got eight, nine people blocking and one of them screws up, you know, and they get behind, they're, they're able to, you know, hit the hit the runner behind the line of scrimmage or whatever. And that's just been what's happening all year. But we're getting much better. Offensive line play, great. <clears throat> I really like Leverett, man. Leverett is, he's a, he's a good player. He seems like he's got a great attitude, a very energetic uh, but he's the type of guy that he's always looking for work. He doesn't mess up a lot. And if you mess up, and this is a big thing. I've, I've pointed out for the past couple of weeks, the, the whole team's been doing this. If somebody messes up, somebody else is stepping in to correct it or their mistakes. You know, like if an, if an off, offensive lineman gets beat, another offensive lineman will be there to take that man. Okay. You know, and that's something we've... So just, not necessarily they're going and pointing it out to their teammates. But they're actually filling in for that deficiency. Yes, they're like fixing it. Yes, it's it's like in the play. In the play during okay. the play. Yeah. So you want to see that? That's what you want to see. When somebody screws up, somebody else is there to take up the slack. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So and, and that's been happening all across the field. But we're we're not really making a whole lot of mistakes like we have been at the beginning of the year. Uh, but I, like I said, this is a very physical game, uh, especially in the trenches. But I mean, they were they were hitting each other hard, hitting each other after the whistle. They were tossing each other down. Uh, we were clobbering Gino. Luckily, they were not able to get to Brady as much. But it was it was very physical, very physical. What do you think about Gino? Uh, yeah, he was doing all right. He wasn't. Uh, he, he got happy feet a couple times, fan of pressure. Uh, you know, he made pretty decent decisions. His throws were accurate. Uh, you know, he was all right. Service Above average, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Definitely not the old Gino I remember from the Jets. <laughs> I know. I just can't believe he's still in the league. It's yeah. Well, you know, he's got he's got some good playmakers around him. I'll tell you, the Seattle Seahawks are they're a good team. This yeah. was this was a match between two good teams. You know, not I wouldn't say the best teams in the league, but they're in the top ten, and uh, they both played well. It was a very physical game, and it was it was a matter of attrition. You just to who made the fewest mistakes, and fortunately for us, they made few more mistakes than we did. But it, both teams played really good. It wasn't uh, you know a bunch of Keystone Cop stuff out there. I really when they when the Seahawks got rid of Russell Wilson, and then said you know oh gosh I thought they were, be I thought they were done I, I did too I was like poor DK Metcalf. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, great. Well, they're rebuilding. Like, they're going to have to tank for some draft picks and then get a quarterback. Yep, yep. That's what we thought they, everybody was doing. I tell you what, this has been the weirdest year for football. I mean, all the teams that everybody thought was going to do good has sucked. Uh, you know, like the NFC East is the best division in football. <laughs> Who saw that coming? I mean, we talked about it. That, that division was just going to be horrible. Yeah. You know, I wish we played that division. I, I'm glad we don't now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you got the Jets doing well, but of course they they're benching Zach Wilson. It's, Weird. Know. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson went to Denver, <laughs> and they're just a dumpster fire. Horrible. He is. He's just playing horrible. And it's like the whole league is turning on him. Yeah. Like former teammates and. Yeah, it seems like he got a real big ego or something, and it was all about him and the. You know, we we talked about it last year and year before, actually. You know, everybody was blaming his offensive line. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And, like, the team wasn't getting him help. Right. And, you know, now Seattle's doing fine. Yeah. He's over in Denver. They're sucking up. I think they're scoring the fewest points in the league or something like that. Oh, my gosh. Right, like right, right around 14 per game or something. But we're not that far behind. I mean, the past couple of weeks, we've only scored, what, 16 no, we scored 16 last week, 21. 21. 21 yeah. against Seattle. So, you know, I, I keep predicting mm. that we're going to hit that 30 Mm-mm. mark. We haven't yet. I just don't think so. I'm I'm doing it this week. Okay. We're going to do 34. I predicted 34 <laughs> points the past two weeks. I've, you know, I predicted 34 points four times this year. Well, stop doing that. Maybe we, that's why we're not making it. <laughs> we haven't broke 30 points yet. haven't broke 28. 28 is the highest we've done. Uh, defensively, Tryon, he's playing well. I really, really like his... I think he's had a great year. I'm yeah. impressed with him. I like how much he's grown. I feel like he's really grown since yes, he's been here. Definitely. He definitely benefited from being behind JPP. Mm-hmm. For... He's got that same same kind of playing style, you know, kind of like and chaotic. Yeah, and he's like got the same build as JPP, too. Yeah. yeah. Um. I would say he's probably got a little more room to grow. Oh, yeah. But I'm very happy with his progress and performance and uh, how he's stepped in. Yes. his The big fault I had on him was his run game, you know, stopping the run. He was a little weak in that area, but past couple weeks he's been great at it. So uh, very, very impressed with him. Happy to see that. Now, with Barrett gone, you know, that leaves that side, the other side, Uh, kind of uh, rotational right now. Mm-hmm. We've got Nelson coming in and playing. We've got uh, Nassib coming in and playing. And we're also putting Avery in there, 59. Oh, is that what? I mean, I, I've i noticed he's been on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're using but him. I'm, but he's small. Yeah, he's like, kind of he's, he's kind of like Devin White. He's like a middle linebacker. Yeah, that's what I was like. That's I like, didn't understand why he was on the field. But that dude plays hard, and he's out there beating them offensive linemen, man. I mean, he he goes hard at those guys, uh, and and he had some good physical plays in this one. He he decleated a guy on special teams that I was just like, whoa! Again, took him off the ground, hit him so hard, <laughs> took him off the ground, knocked him back about three yards. Well, I've seen him on special teams, and so I think that's where he's been the, yes. the majority of the season, yes. like mm-hmm. playing special teams. But when Barrett went out, now they're kind of putting him mm-hmm. in. Yeah, it's very strange that they're using him <laughs> as a pass rusher. But 
Todd Bowles likes those kind of hybrid, hybrid players. Yeah. You know, the money backers, the linebacker, defensive back combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves that position. We haven't seen it up front in the defense yet. Yes. I don't think. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're, they're rotating guys in Shaq's spot right now, trying to find somebody who's going to step up. Or, I, you know, they're not going to find anybody that's going to fill in Shaq's spot, but find somebody. Nelson, I I thought he would be the one, but the past yeah, couple of weeks, he just hasn't. That's so weird, too, because when he was a rotational guy, it seemed like last season, season before, he had great stats. Mm -hmm. I mean, for as Mm -hmm. many snaps as he got, you know, he was showing up on the stat board for sacks and pressures and all this other stuff. So you think, oh, you get more snaps, that's going to carry over. But it hasn't necessarily. No, not at all. Uh, But Nassib right now is the better Edge guy mm. with with Avery not far behind him, but you know Avery d- doesn't get as many snaps in that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he does, man, he's he's making them count. Well, Nassib, when he played with the Buccaneers before, we felt like he could have been a starter. Yeah. That room was just so crowded between mm-hmm. Shaq and JPP. You're not going to start Nassib over yes. them. Yeah, and then he went to the Raiders, and they got uh, what's his face, Bruce uh, Crosby, Crosby, and. You know, Nassib has just never been able to get the start. Like job. he's good, like yeah. he's above average. Yeah, he's not elite, no. so he's just right below elite. And so, when you have elite pass rushers, they're going to beat him out every time. Yes, and and he's got that weird playing style where he, he hunches his Hunch. back over. It's <laughs> yeah. so weird looking. He's like, he's like a vulture. You know, when, yeah. he's, when he's playing, he's got those long arms, which most outside linebackers do. Yeah, but but he's he's definitely been the best. Outside rusher mm. for that spot right now. Well, and you wonder, could the case be made that he gets the starting? Yeah. Like, I mean, in his mind, he might be fighting for that starting job. I think job. he is, yeah. It's it's wide open right now. And, it ha- you know, it happens all the time in the league. Mm-hmm. So, good yep. opportunity for him. Yep. Uh, Vita played very well. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of really good plays. Uh, he's just he's did getting, he did he benefit from Hicks being there? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> like what it, is this? I I can't see it. I don't see it on the field. But Vita has played better the past couple of weeks, and with I, Hicks being there, yes. And I don't know if it's a mental thing or or the the team in general. Everybody's just played better, <clears throat> but. So it might be co- completely coincidental Could be. that Hicks came back and be. everyone's playing better. Yeah. Uh, but but then again, it could be that Hicks is kind of like JPP. You know, we talked about that a lot. Hicks is one of those, he doesn't take any BS. You know, he's a crap talker and a, you know, a very vocal leader. And, you know, maybe him just being out there makes everybody scared not to mm-hmm. screw up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that you're being watched. Yeah. And there's the potential right. that there's somebody there who's going to notice and care yes. if you're screwing up. A little bit of accountability. Yeah. I'll say this about Hicks. I'm not seeing anything great from him. Now, he's doing some good stuff, but nothing great. But the guy's a fighter. 
He's a street fighter. And I don't know if that's one of the reasons why we were so physical on defense is because of him. But, I mean, almost after every play, he was fighting with offensive linemen in their <laughs> face. Or... That makes makes me think of Jensen on the other side of the ball. Yes. Where it's like after mm-hmm. every whistle, he's yeah. shoving guys or talking crap or whatever, yeah. <laughs> walking into people. Hicks, Hicks is the Jensen on defense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. Oh, definitely. Definitely. He gets the offensive linemen frustrated. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know if you can, if you can get in their face and get them all emotional and stuff, yeah. then you know you're, you won the battle. Uh, so that, that that's fun to see. You know we we definitely needed somebody like that mm-hmm. on the whole team. You know because it seemed like our whole team was just flat. We were mm-hmm. not you know mentally there. It seemed like, uh, but you know since Hicks has been back, we've definitely gotten more uh, aggressive. And he, he's definitely an aggressive dude. I mean, he's out there. He ain't taking plays off, and he's, uh, you know, he's like I said, he's he's getting very physical with these guys. But he's not, you know, he's not beating guys. He's not, you know, I'm not seeing, you know, any interesting moves or uh, anything like that from him. But he's doing his job and adding a little bonus after the whistles. So. Okay. All right. I mean, maybe he'll get into a rhythm later. Yeah, As right. That's what. I mean. Yeah, uh, last week against the Rams, or week nine against the Rams, I saw nothing from him. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh, but in, in the Seattle game, you know, I, I definitely saw much more aggression, much more uh, power, uh, but definitely the in your face getting uh, you know, street fighting with these offensive linemen. I definitely okay. saw that, and I was like, but again, you know, I. I you know, maybe it was because we, they were in Germany. Because, like I said, both teams were like that. I mean, I, you would think that this was a divisional game because these guys acted like they hated each other. <laughs> I mean, th- I'm serious. They were they were clocking each other after the whistle. They were Man. grabbing each other, you know, and when the refs weren't looking and throwing each other down. Uh, you know, we were hitting the quarterback when the refs weren't looking. Uh, it just we, we were decleating people. They were decleating us. I mean, number 10. I can't remember who he, but his name was. Uh, he hit SMB one time. <clears throat> he was blocking. It was way away from the play. It was ten yards away from the play, and he just came running up and hit SMB. Almost not, almost decleated him, but he used his like forearm and hit him in the helmet, just out of nowhere. I, d- I don't know where it came from. And man, SMB was mad. And again, credit to SMB for not punching that dude in the face <laughs> and getting because I was like, man, I don't, I don't know how he didn't punch him in the face. Yeah. But he got up in his face, and they were, uh, they were pretty pissed. But they, you know, we were doing a little bit of holding on the offensive line, and that was pissing off their defensive linemen. They kept getting up and yelling at the refs for this and that. <laughs> uh, so. It was the energy in that stadium. You know, it might be that, you know, because we are in a foreign country, it's the first time you ever play there, you want to represent America, and Americans like to be tough and all that good stuff. So maybe they were like, you know, we're we're just going to go out there and be nasty, mean, and show the world what football is all about. I don't know. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully it was, this is how the Bucks have, because I've watched Todd Bowles, I finally got to see him give a speech to the team, you know, like a long where he got up on stage and Mm -hmm. spoke to him. And it was kind of a rambling speech. But one of the things he talked about a lot is uh, family, teams stick together, but being physical. You know, we got to be more physical. And and when somebody messes up, you got to, 
step up and help, you know, stuff like that, stuff we've been talking about. So hopefully this is just something that they're going to continue to do for the rest of the year. Uh, Logan Hall, again, all year long, complete non-factor. Did did he play? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's getting like 20% of the snaps on defense, but he's just, he's just not doing anything. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, for our first round draft pick, you would think there'd be something there, but I'm seeing nothing. Maybe he's just settling in. But I mean, you know, he's he's not really making mistakes that much. But it's that COVID class. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Uh, but the Seahawks do. They they got some good players. You know, of course, we know about DK Metcalf. Uh, uh, what's the running back's name? The Nicholson. He's a new guy. Uh, you know, he's pretty good. Uh, on, on defense, they got 93 Shelby, Harris, uh, 10, Uchinug, Nwasu, uh, 99 Al Woods. That 99, he's big. He's kind of like Vita. They're, oh, they're really? probably about the same size. <laughs> he's not as strong as Vita. Man, did he give Hainsey a fit all game long. I mean, they were, and he, you know, he was pushing Hainsey's back, and Hainsey was struggling, man. Is he, is he a new player? Like, is he, a, or a veteran? I think he's a veteran. I mean, if Hainsey held his own, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, he got beat a couple times, but it wasn't as disastrous as it could have been. Yeah. A couple times he had, you know, and it was so slippery that Hainsey would just slide. He'd try to plant <laughs> his feet and just slide right back. So. <laughs> so I'm trying to find out I when he came in the league. Uh, you had the Browns roster up. Oh, what, 21? 2021. Oh. So, yeah, he's a new guy. Oh. 330. Right? No, wait a minute. No, he, he's, he's been since 2010. He weighs 330. Yeah, big guy. Ooh. Big guy. 6'4". Big boy. Yeah, no, he's been with New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay. He was with us. <laughs> what? Yeah, but how do we not know that? Al Woods. Seattle, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Seattle, Jacksonville, and back with Seattle. Interesting. So he's a journeyman. Yeah. Hmm. He was pretty good though, man. I mean, he uh he gave our offensive line hell. Uh like I said, the penalties we have surpassed both teams, the Rams and the Seahawks, in penalties, uncalled penalties. Uh most of it holding, you know, like 98% of it holding, which, again, I think our offensive line is just saying, hey, look, they're holding, everybody's holding, you know, teams are beating us with holdings, so we're just going to start doing it too, which is good. Uh, the Bucks have had very few, very few mistakes the past couple of weeks. Last week, a few more, but that, this game against Seattle, hardly any mistakes. We were very on – Everything was just right on. Which is even more impressive because of the travel mm. and what that does to you kind of mentally and just the fact that they, you know, you might not have been all there mentally. Yes. And to not have that many mistakes, that's impressive. Yes. And, and I think Seattle had to fly a lot longer than we did on a double. Oh. You know, I think we ours was 10 hours. Nine hours there, ten hours back. I think theirs was like sixteen hours or Ooh. something. Yeah, uh, forty-five white. 
He blitzed a lot in this game, a lot, like 12 times. And uh, he got to him twice. But, uh, you know, he's – offensive linemen are targeting White. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but it seems like ever since he won Defensive Player of the Month, offensive linemen have really, really gone after him. Uh, you know, they're getting real physical with him. Uh, he did a great job in the, the Seattle game. I mean, everybody played very well. Uh, but they they were, they were really rough with him. And, you know, there was one play I, I pointed out in the Tiffy video. Uh, the offensive lineman, after the, the play was going downfield, offensive lineman grabbed White by the horse collar when White was turned towards him, grabbed him and yanked him down to the ground, just pulled him down. And this has been going on for weeks now. Huh. And you know, it was really evident in the uh, the Ravens game, how they just were targeting White. Uh, but White is, you know, he got that uh, penalty for hitting the quarterback a few weeks ago and everybody really freaked out. And I was saying, well, I don't understand why everybody's freaking out because he does this every single game, every single game. He clobbers the quarterback after the throw. And he did it in this game twice. And I think... Offensive linemen are getting pissed off at him for that, you know. And he's gotten a reputation. He's gotten a reputation. I'm just speculating here, but they're definitely, definitely targeting him. I don't know if they're pissed off because he blitzes a lot, or, 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 or what it is. But they are definitely targeting him physically. Uh, and I, you know, we we found out. You know, during the Atlanta game earlier in the year, halfway through, he just kind of collapsed. I thought he was injured. He just stopped playing well. Uh, he was avoiding tackles and all this stuff. And then there was a couple weeks after that where he was basically doing the same thing throughout the whole games. And then it culminated in the Ravens game where it was brought to everybody's attention on national TV. And then we come to find out that his father had been arrested and then his father died. In jail. You know, and this all happened within that time period. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pretty sure. And this is the same thing that happened with Levante <laughs> David back in 2020. You know, we noticed it, that Levante just all of a sudden just started playing like crap for mm -hmm. about three weeks. Yeah. And it started with that Chiefs game. Was it the start of it? I think. But he, uh, you know, to me, I, I, I said <clears throat> on the podcast, I said, it seems like it's something... There's, there's, it's, it's a domestic issue. Mm -hmm. Seems like some off the field stuff. His brain is just not in the game, and that's how I felt with Devin. I, I kind of felt more like it was him having trouble with teammates or something like that. But I definitely felt it was something personal. Mm -hmm. And you know, now that we know his father died, and he was pretty close to his father. His dad, uh, you know, he said his dad was the one that was always you know, at the games and was always, you know, the best football player and all this good stuff. He was very – they talked football a lot. I don't know how much of a relationship he had as far as did he live with his father or was his father involved in his life or whatever, but uh, he's pretty upset about it. And his – he said the rest of his family's taking it hard, but, you know, he's learned to not dwell on negative stuff and everything. But it did affect his play, I think. Uh, but it seems like he's over that because he played great in this game, and mm -hmm. I believe he got Defensive Player of the Week. I think so. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he played great. He played great. But that—that's what we—that's that, his—that's his forte: blitzing, coming in, 
doing that, being physical at the middle of the field, that's him. He is not a coverage guy. Mm-hmm. You know, don't drop him back into Tampa 2, you know, 20 yards down the field. It's just not him, you know. I mean, he's a sideline to sideline guy at the line of scrimmage. That's where you want him. And we ran, that's how we played him in this game against Seattle. You know, we, we had him going blitz and it was, it was great. So very excited. I'm hoping that this was a turning point for the Buccaneers. And I feel like it is. I really do feel this way. And, you know, we watched the press conferences after the Ravens game. And, you know, and I did that video where I just crapped all over the team. I was just like, y'all suck. This is horrible. <laughs> and I felt bad. You know, I, I apologized afterwards because you know, that's just not me. But we watched the press conferences after that, and all the guys were very upbeat. Yeah, so positive. And for the first time, later in the week, for the first time, you saw Tom Brady smile. It was the first time he smiled all year long. And he was being jovial in his press conferences. First time that's happened all year long. And then, you know, we go, we play the Rams, beat them. Uh, We looked a little sloppy. It was actually the Rams played worse than we did. You know, we didn't win that game so much as they lost it. But... Uh, we were we played better than we have all year, and then, or at least since Dallas, and uh, then against the Seattle, that looked like the old Buccaneers, you know. So I think I think we have gotten over that hurdle. I think you know Devin White's got his crap together. I think Brady's got his crap together, and uh, you know I think Todd Bowles is really you know, realizing some of the things he screwed up with and fixing them with the team and all this. I think, I think we're back. I think we're back. That was good to hear. Yeah. It was, it was really good watching that all 22. It was very, very entertaining. <laughs> uh, you know, I love the physical games mm-hmm. and that was, that was the most physical game I've seen in quite a few years. So that was exciting. It was a fun game to watch too. Oh yeah. Especially because Entertaining. We won. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like watching it live with the with the crowd and the oh yeah yeah the, it was just great fans were great yeah that was awesome them singing at the end of the game <laughs> all right so uh, we're gonna talk about the Browns game coming yes now, let's do this what do you think Molly what's going on what what's going on with the Browns okay so they're three and seven yep. not great not great uh, they're they- third in their division. Which is a crappy division, right? You got the Bengals, Pittsburgh, yeah, Browns, and Ravens, and Ravens. The Ravens are sliding. They haven't played too I good the so. past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so they've lost against the Jets, Atlanta, Chargers, New England, Baltimore, Miami, and Buffalo. They lost two last week. Those are some tough teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, they've beat. Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. So two in their division right. they see quite frequently. Then they've always given Carolina. fits. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. They've the, played hard against them for... Especially the Bengals. Bengals, yeah. Browns are just... <laughs> I mean, that whole division, they just... Yeah. It's like they built their team to just beat yeah. the three teams in their division. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a smart thing to do, but you got to win some outside your division, too. Yeah. Um, so we talked about field conditions in Munich... Apparently, the Brown Stadium was vandalized. Someone, they think, hopped over the fence, took a golf cart, and was like doing donuts on the field. <laughs> so, and that was just this past Wednesday. They have police involved and everything. <laughs> yeah. So, their field conditions could be a little sus. I don't oh know. My gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's cold. It's probably going to be rainy. It's Ohio. Oh. Uh, 
<clears throat> but they have the same type of field that we do. And crappy? So, yes. But <laughs> our field's not crappy. Right? It can be sometimes. Ask Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to be... It's not going to be a foreign field to us. Let's put it that way. You know, and uh, a lot of times our field will give us trouble. But, you know, again, it's a, it's not like we're going to be playing in a dome and, and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. We we can play on sloppy, wet fields, you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. True. Um, they recently lost their center. Really? To IR, yeah, knee injury. Um, so they've signed a guy off the street. Really? Uh, Greg Mance, who he's played for the Texans uh, from 2015 to 2020. And then he played for the Dolphins in 21 and the Bills in 22. So kind of a journeyman, uh, not necessarily starting caliber. They just brought him in, so we'll see. That could be a, a vulnerability for him. Hmm. Yeah. That Vita's going to have a day. Maybe Hicks will get up in there. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, no, Deshaun Watson is still going to be Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Although I think Deshaun's back at practice, right? Like, uh, he's shown up uh, to the facility. He's, he's in a, the facility. He's getting massages. <laughs> That's the only reason why he wants to play football. Free massages. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, we played him twice. Uh, we played against him in 2019 when he was at the Colts. And mm-hmm. that was the first time I saw him. on. And, you know, when I watched him on All-22, I was like, this guy sucks. He's just not a good quarterback. Uh, we, we ended up winning that one 35-38. <clears throat> we got one sack. We put up 542 yards in there. Woo! Jameis? No, Brady. Oh, was yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. No, 2019? No, yeah. That, that must have been Jameis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, threw for 467. <laughs> they ended up getting... Jameis can do that. Yeah, he can do that. Uh, they got uh, 309 yards totals. Uh, last year, we, he was with the Dolphins, <clears throat> Jacoby Brissett, when we okay. played him, and we killed him, 45-17. Got three sacks, one interception. Okay. Uh, but both of those games were at Tampa. But we've got his number. Yeah, yeah, he's just not a good quarterback. You know, I mean, he's—I would say he's below average. I mean, he's not—he's not horrible. Yeah, but he's not—you know—he's just not. It's at the bottom half of the bell curve. Yeah, maybe maybe he could go to Seattle next year and play good. Or something. <laughs> he, could, he reminds me of Geno Smith when he was with the Jets. Yeah, you know, just not the best decision maker in the world. Quick to you know check down. Not just just not exciting. Nothing nothing stands out about him. Yeah, but he does he does make bad decisions a lot. So I, I think we're going to feast on him. Good. Yeah. Uh, their defense. They've got Miles Garrett, Davion Clowney. So <laughs> and Perion Winfrey. Remember, remember all that crap. I was like, I wanted oh, him. Yeah, how good is yeah. he? He's horrible. Oh no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They, I, this is why you can't evaluate talent. I don't. <laughs> yes, that's why I stay away from draft stuff because you can you just never you know. never know. Yeah, no, he's gotten <clears throat> he's gotten benched uh, for disciplinary reasons. Oh uh, he's only played in I think four or five games this year, and none of them has he gotten more than fifty percent of the snaps. Uh, so you're happy with Logan Hall above <laughs> Perry Winfrey? Well, at least Logan Hall staying out of trouble. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, Miles Garrett has come out and vocally said <laughs> that he needs to grow up. This is the pros. And, Ooh. Know, he nobody knows what it is he's done, but he's 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 pissed off the coaches. Man. And, yeah, but he's only. Got, I mean, how bad does it have to be where? The like leader, the most elite player on your <laughs> defense is coming out publicly yeah. and talking about you. Yes, uh, but you know he's a second stringer, <clears throat> and you know he's not getting a whole bunch of snaps. But you know he's probably he's probably got about a hundred snaps this year, and he's got like a half a tackle. <laughs> yeah, no tackle, no like sacks. Yeah. I thought you were gonna yeah. say sack, like a half a sack. No, like not even that. Half a tackle. Tackle. Uh, the Domicong Sue just got signed by the Philadelphia Eagles. Played in one game and has already got a half sack and like three tackles. And, that one still just breaks my heart. Horrible to the Eagles too. Ugh. They don't need him. Ah, <laughs> uh, they'd be so nice to have him still. Although they sell Fletcher Cox, right? Do like, they? Dude is a dinosaur, Good. right? Well, so is Sue. Yeah, I guess that's true. But he's an indestructible dinosaur. <laughs> Unstoppable. He's a T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah, so uh just thought I'd throw the Perion Winfrey stuff out there. Um, but, yeah, Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett, you know, they are trouble. Uh, we'll see. Donovan Smith's been playing a little sloppy lately. But uh, someone brought up that maybe he's still not right. uh, yeah, recovered from his injury. Yeah, so yeah. Could be. Yeah, it could be. So uh, we'll see. We're worse. Not too worried about him. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Okay. It's it's gonna be. It's not gonna be a cakewalk with their defensive line. That's for sure. Uh, as, uh, but I mean, their defense hasn't been carrying the team. No. I mean, they're three and seven. No. As a matter of fact, they are. <clears throat> Eighth worst in the league for yards per pass allowed. They allow 7.1 mm. yards per pass. Uh, we're 27th. We only give up 5.9 yards. So that's good. Okay. We're fifth best in the league, yeah. Uh, they only have three interceptions. On the year? On the year, yeah. And they've already they've already had a bye week. Their bye week was week nine, uh, but we've only got six. I know. I was gonna say, like, uh, where are we with that? Uh, so much for the thirty they wanted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we are fourth in the league in sacks at thirty-two. That's a lot of damn sacks. Yeah. Uh, they're the Browns are about average with uh, they got twenty-two sacks. Well, and that's the thing with Tom Brady; like, he doesn't take sacks often. Right. Right. Yeah. That's uh, all. Tom so Brady. he, I mean. You might have Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, but we got Tom Brady, so yeah. Just saying. Yeah, we we're we have the fewest sacks in the league. We only allow we've only had fourteen sacks. Pretty already. good for an offensive line with Luke Gedicke. <laughs> no <shit. laughs> uh, Browns are in the bottom ten with uh, twenty. But again, uh, like he's one of those happy feet quarterbacks. Jacoby, yeah, yeah, Jacoby. Yeah. So he's not helping. Yes. Uh, as far as rushing is concerned, uh, they allow 4.8 yards per carry on defense. So they're fifth worst. You know, so like you said, their defense, they, you know, they got some names on there, but mm -hmm. ain't doing a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. They can't carry a defense. Yeah. And they, they had their bye week in week nine, <clears throat> and then they've lost the past two coming out of their bye week. So, yeah, that, that's usually the sign of a pretty bad team. 
or not, not so good team, you know, when you lose coming out of your bye week. Yeah. Uh, and I think they lost to Miami. They got trounced 39-17. And then they lost to the Bills, which you kind of expect. Yeah. Uh, 23-31. So. They're, uh, I'm not too worried about them. Now, they do have Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. who, you know, I've talked how great Amari Cooper is since he's come in the league. Now, Amari Cooper has burned us. Uh, he he schooled Jamel Dean, and I, I, I want to say it was Jamel's first game, or it was, it was definitely when he was. Okay. It, it was his second year, but I think it was his first game as a star. I can't remember. Well, we've played Dallas two years in a row. Well, this is what we, in the season opener. Yeah. And yeah. he got yeah. traded to Cleveland like this year, right? Right. This is his first. So year it could have been either. Right. Well, uh, yeah, he got 139 yards on us and two touchdowns. Okay. In 2021, and we ended up winning Ooh. the game. But he, I tell you, he's great. He's the best route runner in the league. Right, but he can't throw the ball too. Right. So. Uh, in 2016, we played him when he was with, still with the Raiders, and he burned us for 173 yards <laughs> and a touchdown. Uh, now in 2018, we played him when he was with the Cowboys, and we held him 20 yards. So, you know, uh, he's he's going to be a threat, no doubt about it. Our secondary has been playing pretty good here recently, but you know, I can I can snap on a couple different plays. Oh, yeah, uh, they do have Nick Chubb as the running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the top running backs in the league. He's kind of a stocky, yeah, yeah like he's, smaller. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's very physical. Yeah, he's, he's gonna run straight at you. Uh, he ran. We played to them in 2018. He got 80 yards on us in a touchdown. Mm. Uh, but uh, he has 923 yards this year so far, a 5.3 yards per carry average. So he'll be a 1,000-yard rusher. Yeah. Probably, Probably. during our game. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but he's got 11 touchdowns so far this year. Wow. Yeah. But the big, okay. the good thing about him is he's not a receiving threat. So. Okay. And it's all rushing with him. So, uh, you know, what we need to do, we got to stop the run and shut down Amari Cooper. That's all. That's, you know. Oh, you were saying Vita maybe would have some le- – he's been out of practice I heard all he was- week. He's got a foot – some kind of foot injury. Hasn't practiced. They haven't put him on the – He's on the injury that, report. But they're not saying he's out yet, right? I mean, right. Okay. Yeah. And Greg Allman said, like, he's not wearing a boot. He's just not practicing. Okay. And there was no, like, noticeable limp. He's there. Hmm. So, we'll see, but. Yeah. It, it's always better when we got Vita. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, okay. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to run through the injury report. Okay, yeah. What we got? Okay. Um, so, Tom Brady and Julio had some rest days. So, they're on the injury report for Thursday. Um, it is Friday right now, and so the injury report is not yet out for Friday. So, we'll know after the podcast, basically, <laughs> who's going to be out. <laughs> um, Lenny has a hip injury. He's been limited. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't play. Well, he got hurt in Germany. Mm -hmm. They were icing him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, we'll see. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and to me, I'm like, just rest him. Yeah, 
Let Rashad. Yeah, let Rashad get the start yeah. and uh, see if he can handle it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, Russell Gage has not practiced either. He's got a hammy. Uh, Julio Jones is our third receiver now. Who cares? <laughs> Uh, Luke Gedeke was limited all week with that foot. Uh, Zion McCullum has a concussion. He was a full participant. J.J. Russell, linebacker? You know who that is? <laughs> Must be like someone we brought up. Uh, full participant, he had a hamstring, and then Vita had the foot. Uh, the Browns had like three guys on there with illness, uh. which has been happening a lot this this um this season yeah. around the league. Yeah. Uh so they've got three guys on there. And then um they had five that were on there just resting for the day. So their injury report is quite robust, but I think the bulk of it is these guys resting. So um there aren't really any notable I'll run, I'll run through theirs. Uh, safety, D'Anthony Bell has a concussion. He was limited. Guard, Joel Betonio. He was one with the illness and the rest. Jadavion Clowney, he got a rest day. Uh, Jack Conklin, tackle, he got a rest day. Mari Cooper got a rest day. Let me see, was this all... No, they were all on Wednesday. I was like, were these on Thursday? Oh, when it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> They're all getting Thanksgiving off. How pissed would you be if all these like veterans got Thanksgiving oh, yeah. off yeah. and you had to be out there? Right. That would be annoying. Um, offensive linemen. Oh, my gosh. There are so many consonants in this name. Hijalti Froholt. <laughs> Lots of T's in there. Uh, offensive lineman injury. So he has not participated all week. So, or illness, not injury. Uh, Miles Garrett got a rest day. Safety, Ronnie Harrison, illness. Cornerback, uh, Greg Newsom has a concussion. Tight end, David Njoku uh, has an ankle slash knee injury. Guard, Wyatt Teller has a calf tackle. Jarek Willis has a knee. Gosh, a lot of offensive linemen. And yeah, boy, Perion Winfrey has a concussion. <laughs> he was limited Wednesday, but full participant Thursday. So hmm. probably coming back. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not too concerned about this game, to be honest with you. You know, it's uh Well, we can't get to Big Farm Riches, Ralph. Yeah. I would caution you. I agree that we're turning it around, but like, let's not act like we're winning the Super Bowl against the Browns on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see. After we've got the Browns, we have the Saints. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Monday night. It's yeah. a Monday night. I, I think from here on out, we got a really easy schedule. I don't think we have any tough games, really. Can't remember, but. We'll see Carolina again. Oh gosh, we're gonna uh, get revenge on them. We got oh, we got the 49ers. Okay. Wait, is that right? So that'll be a good game. Yeah. That's uh two weeks from now. Got the Bengals. So we got the we got the Browns coming up, mm -hmm. the Saints, 
then the 49ers, then the Bengals, then the Cardinals, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Yeah, that's an easy schedule other than the 49ers. Yeah, the 49ers are kind of on a roll. They're on an upward trajectory. I would say they're doing well in the when it matters in yeah. the season, that last third. Yes. And it's at San Francisco. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, the Bengals are going to be coming to Raymond James. So, you know, I I hope they wear those white uniforms. I really like those uniforms. Yeah, the white, the <laughs> black cool. and white ones. Yeah. I think they've worn them twice already. Yeah. Year. They're cool. Everybody's give, everybody's wearing alternate uniforms. Like every week I see the commanders. The commies have like five different alternate uniforms. Yeah. And Was the, it the, the NFL Steelers? threw them a bone because they agreed to change the name? Who knows? They're like, here, you can have extra uniforms. Yeah, when was the last time we wore alternate <clears throat> uniforms? Have we? The pewter ones. Have we worn those? We haven't worn them this year. I was thinking the all red ones, too. God, we haven't worn that. We, we, we don't have those anymore. Oh, since we don't? We changed With them. the alarm clock numbers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like the pewter. I like the pewter, too. But we only wore that, I think, once, and that was in 2020. Mm. So come on, man. Come on, man. Throw us fans a bone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I think we're all holding out for the creamsicles. Yeah. Although you are very controversial. Right. All right, so what do you think is going to happen with this game, Molly? You think we're going to win? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I and do. By, and by the way, everybody watching the video, uh, Molly said she looks like a watermelon. Because she's <sighs> she's wearing it's so giant. She's wearing she's pregnant and she's wearing a like black weird shirt stripes with yeah. weird white stripes on it. It does look like a watermelon. It looks melon. like a watermelon, <laughs> and the belly is just like straight out. I was like, wow, it looks giant today. Yeah. And then it's it's the stripes. Luckily, the microphone is kind of in the way, so it's. <laughs> but now that you've drawn attention to it, everybody's like, you. oh, look watermelon. at that watermelon. Okay, so you think we're gonna win? Yes. All right, give me a score. Gosh. Okay. All right, I do. I'm a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Who? Buccaneers. 27. Hello. Come on. Come on, dude. Yeah. Uh, to sixteen. Sixteen. Twenty-seven. Yes. Sixteen. All right, I'm going with thirty-four again. Ralph, this will be the we fifth are not time. breaking thirty. Have we broken 30 off? No, we haven't broken. 28 is the highest we got, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) No, no, we did. We got 31 against Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Okay. So, anyhow, this is the week, man. This is the week. 34, and they're not going to get anything. They're going to get 10 points. Wow. I'm going all out, man. This is my team. (laughs) They looked good. Gosh, look how low that spread is for our team, what we've scored through the season. 19, 20, 12, 31, 21, 18, 3, 22, 16, 21. Yeah. That 31 is such an outlier. Yeah, and that 3 is an outlier. That's what I'm saying. Like 28 is a – that's respectable. That's high. And high yeah. compared to I mean, to 20 points. Have. That's That looks like about average. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Anything else? No. I'm excited. There, there's probably a crap ton of news we've forgotten <clears throat> because it's just been weird two weeks. But uh, if we ever think of anything, we'll throw it in the next podcast. And guys, I hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. And the Browns are getting ready to walk into a wood chipper, I think. <laughs> and this is the the new Buccaneers. Of, I, 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 
there's a large possibility we we run the table for the rest of the year, man. And, you know, we did this in 2020. We come out, we, you know, week 12, we got beat by the Kansas City Chiefs, went into the bye week, week 13, and then came out, didn't lose a game mm-hmm. for the rest of the year, including the playoffs, Super Bowl, everything. Boom. I think that's highly possible again. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I think we, we might lose one, but maybe two. But anyhow, you know, we're, we're going to go in <clears throat> to the playoffs at 10, 10 to 7, 11 and 6, probably, mm-hmm. I would think. Yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would say. Yeah. So, I'm excited about it. We got this. We got this. All right, guys. Till next time. Go Bucks. <laughs>